Thank you for listening to the Divine Nobodies Podcast with Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe so you never miss a show. If you're on Instagram, please follow us at Divine Nobodies Podcast and join our ever-growing community of lightworkers and spiritual visionaries. Together, we can raise the frequency of our planet and bring in a new era of awakening and inner standing. Welcome to our tribe. And now your hosts, Eric Ajna and Jennifer Lynn. I like when she goes, together, <laughs> we can raise the frequency of our planet. I never noticed that until you said that tonight. Now I'm going to hear that every time. Yeah. She gets really into it. Yeah. Everybody I really like that, it. that's listening, in case you guys don't know this, the woman that does the intro, she comes in every single day at Tuesday and does it live every time. <laughs> that's all she does. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's her job. That's all she does. She's very sprightly. It's very optimistic. Mm-hmm. She always shares the best stories and brings us donuts. <laughs> If all that were true. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. This is Divine Nobody's podcast. We've got a lot of things to cover. Ma- mainly 3D stuff. A lot of life has happened since last week. Yeah, I know. A ton has happened. Yeah. The the energy from Mercury Retrograde actually settled down. Starting to feel a baseline. Yeah. We talked a little bit about my uh, experience with the intense energy that came up and the panic, the yeah. experience that I'd gone through. So I'm back to normal. But... There have been a few things that actually came into my field, which were learning opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to mention this on the podcast because you have animals as well, Jen. Oh, yeah. I'm obsessed. You got how many dogs you got? Three. Three dogs. Yeah. What and a cat. Names? You got the cool, you have really cool names for your dogs too. What are the names? Yeah. Sancho, Django, Biggie Smalls, and then the cat Zeppelin. Yeah. Whenever I walk in and I see them, they all just sort of run to the door. And I just imagine them sort of like in slow motion to like a really, like, really like deep, bass heavy hip-hop song oh yeah? yeah yeah you know like one of those old snoop dog songs from yeah. the 90s yeah gin and juice yeah hey. yeah and there's like <laughs> like an impala behind them which is sort of like hydraulics <laughs> doing its thing yeah sancho's a boss yeah he is a boss he's yeah. getting so old though yeah yeah he's on his last leg really yeah he's 17 though so it's it's time yeah. Well, he's lived a long, long life and he's still, he's still going. I think he'll get a lot more miles out of him, but my, my cat is also older. This is what I wanted mm-hmm. to mention here on the podcast because this happened actually last week. Really, really intense. So I have a black cat and uh, she was uh, a rescue a long time ago. I had no idea how old she was when I got her, mm-hmm. but she was very, she was pretty young. She wasn't a kitten, but she was uh, young still. Mm-hmm. And that actually worked to my benefit in a lot of ways because, uh, I never had the age that I can sort of fall back on and have as a reference. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, my cat, Binks, is always just going to be young. She's always just going to be my little princess. She's a a girl. She's a black cat. Yeah. And um, so I've had her for a long time. And she's very graceful, very beautiful. And she has the same amount of energy that she had back then, even now. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a very magical cat, loves females for mm-hmm. whatever reason, doesn't really care for masculine energy very much, you know, but uh, she has a really, really gifted cat. Mm-hmm. And uh, she also also does Reiki too, which is really cool. That's cool. Yeah, and people have actually seen her do Reiki on other people. Of course, you have to be laying down on your back, sort of chilling out. She does this thing where she hops on you, onto your chest, make sure... She does that sort of scan that people do with Reiki, and then she concentrates on certain areas of the body. Oh, and, uh, and makes biscuits. And ma- exactly, makes biscuits. Aww. And sometimes it hurts because she's got the claws. Yeah. But I just look at it as like she's she's move, pushing that energy, that negative energy out of your body. I love it. Sometimes that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. 
And she's also uh, a cat that all eats with her hands, which is really odd. She's always done it since she was a baby. Really? Which is like she won't actually go in and eat the food. She'll reach in with her hand, pick up a little helping, and then she'll eat it with her hands. Get out of here. She does the, she does the doing thing. That is insane. I've never seen a cat do that. Yeah, really magical cat. Wow. We, I mean, I can talk for probably another five minutes about all the magical things that she does. But uh, last week actually put it in a perspective for me that she's also getting older. Aww. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to try and consolidate this story. It was a really emotional time for me, um, but it's a, it has a good ending, happy ending. We were victorious mm-hmm. in this. Anyways, for yeah. a good week, she was uh, chilling by the water bowl. Like she mm-hmm. was drinking so much water, mm-hmm. like so much water. And I thought, okay, well, maybe she's just thirsty. Um, but I most people that have cats and this is all 3d stuff but this is real life this is stuff that happens and if you have a cat pay attention to this because this may potentially happen because as cats get older Mm -hmm. this isn't uncommon for them Mm -hmm. right right so uh she started going uh, into the litter box and just peeing like non-stop like non-stop Mm -hmm. normally a cat owner has to clean the litter box uh, maybe once a day but clean the entire box once a week yeah i was having to clean it like once every other day. Wow. And that's too much. Yeah, that's way too much. I never experienced anything like that before. Mm-hmm. And Banks, actually, she's never had to go to the vet. She's been a pretty stable and healthy cat the entire time I've had her. Mm-hmm. So I've never had any issues with her. So uh, I started to notice like her her health just sort of like diminishing. She started being really lethargic, very weak. And for whatever reason, she wanted to hang out by the water bowl, spend all of her time there. And I looked it up. And uh, it said that uh, it could be a multi- uh, multitude of different things. It could be sign- early signs of kidney failure. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be signs of uh, like diabetes. Mm-hmm. It could also be signs of thyroid. Mm-hmm. So it could be signs of all those things. Yeah. And I didn't know entirely what it was. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I'd give it a, uh, a few days and adjust her diet kind of accordingly. And I don't overfeed her or anything like that. Uh, but it got worse. And um, one day I... I woke up and she was just hunched over the bowl, not even moving. And I thought, okay, I got to take her to the vet. So mm-hmm. we took her to the vet and they looked at her and uh, said that she had feline diabetes, type two, Aww. type two diabetes. And so her body's two. not producing enough insulin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said, that's pretty, pretty common for cats. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to start giving her insulin shots. I'm just like, whoa. Whoa, what? Yeah. Like insulin shots to your cat. Like I'm yeah. kind of weird with needles, never liked them, but you know, I'm taking this position of being a nurse to my cat, which I'll do for sure. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, had her for a day. She came back and she was a little better. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like she, she was still able to walk around, do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she wasn't eating. And mm-hmm. she wasn't drinking. That Uh-oh. was the one thing that I, I forgot to mention at the beginning of the story is that she wasn't eating and she wasn't drinking. That's a problem. Yeah. Cats can go, um, I read, for at least a week without food. Without food. But they yeah. can only go a couple of days, if not maybe three days, without water. Yeah. So I'm like, wow, this is an issue. Mm-hmm. Told that to the vet and they knew that. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, they asked me to give her insulin knowing that she wasn't eating. Oh, no. And that is something that you don't do. You don't do. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so when they uh, returned her and I asked them, I was on the phone, it's like, you want me to give her this insulin knowing that she's not eating? And they're like, the, one of the nurse ladies said yes. So I did it a couple times and she actually got worse. Mm-hmm. She became even more lethargic mm-hmm. and honestly thought that she was going to pass. And yeah. there was a part of me that's like, okay, when well, this is old age, maybe, 
you know, yeah. doing everything right. So I go online and I'm scouring the internet looking for potential clues. And then I find out that you're not supposed to give insulin to cats if they're not eating or drinking. Mm-hmm. So right away, I just got up, left my house, went looking for a syringe to give her food in. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, she's not eating, she's not drinking. I'm going to have to force feed mm-hmm. and water this cat. Mm-hmm. So went out, got that, came back, you know, sludged up some of her 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 food and I had to force feed her and it was like broke my heart yeah. because you feel like you're doing something wrong because they obviously don't like that. Yeah. They don't want it. Yeah. And she was already so weak, but she also had enough energy to fight. So Mm -hmm. I was able to get down some food. I was able to get her some water, but after I fed her and watered her and everything like that, she just sort of fell over and was just not moving. Mm -hmm. So I had to take her uh, over to my bedroom, my bed and just lay and kind of sit with her. Her breathing was really shallow. Like she wasn't blinking. I literally thought that she was going to die. Oh, yeah. So I just sat there and I was just, so many thoughts go through your mind when you lose your animal because right. it's like your your pet, it's like oh your, your child. It's like your child, yeah. Right. And uh, you always just assume that they're always going to be around because they have been for yeah. a large part of your life. Mm-hmm. So it was really a difficult thing for me to move through. And uh, I was afraid that if I had gone to sleep, that if I woke up, she wouldn't be alive. Mm-hmm. So... In an effort to make sure that she was still breathing, I just stood up an entire 24 hours just by her, mm-hmm. making sure that she was still breathing and making sure that she was still receptive. Yeah. And uh, that was probably the longest night of my life, and it was very difficult, very difficult time. And uh, 5 o'clock a.m. the next morning, I was starting to drift in and out of sleep. Mind you, I had to also work the next day, so I was yeah. just a hot mess. Yeah. She gets up, walks over to the food bowl, starts eating. Really? She walks over to the water and starts drinking. Mm-hmm. It's like the heavens opened up and I was like, oh my gosh, but this is this is what happened. I'm missing a really important piece. Mm-hmm. After she ate the food and drank the water, originally, before the evening fell, mm-hmm. I thought that she was going to die. So mm-hmm. went online looking for possible solutions. They said, you can give your cat caro syrup or some sort yeah. of sugar. Caro. Mm-hmm. Caro, yeah. Mm-hmm. Carol Carp, potato, potato, jam. Yeah, it's the same shit. Same, same, same. <laughs> it's the same, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I put that into my syringe mm-hmm. and gave my cat a little bit of that scissorp. <laughs> I gave her a little bit of that scissorp. Yeah. And uh, she didn't like that either, but, you know, no. she she was Pepped able up. to consume it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, that's when we went to the bed, and that's when I stood up with her for the rest of the night. Yeah. And that seemed to work. Yeah. It was because it's a diabetic thing. She was like hypoglycemic. So her yeah. blood sugar was so low. Yeah, it was too low. Too low. Because you gave her the insulin and she wasn't eating. So exactly. it dropped her blood sugar. Exactly. So yeah. the next morning she gets up, she does the doing thing. She eats the food, drinks the water. And all of a sudden my cat is coming back to life. Yeah. And it's insane how quickly, if you have a cat that has feeling diabetes type 2, and they have a hypoglycemic episode and they don't have that blood sugar, it's insane how quickly they can go from they decompensate almost like they're going to die too it's the same with humans like it's the exact same thing you know um and when i worked in the hospital we would give people orange juice because orange juice has a shitload of sugar so orange juice um candy anything that had like a ton of sugar in it but i mean syrup is perfect like syrup is 100 sugar right (laughs) so that scissor jan yeah that scissor yeah so i've been watching over her it's been kind of a learning curve having to distribute this vac this uh, insulin yeah. via needle mm-hmm. and uh it, it's 
kind of been a learning opportunity for me. She How is she reacting to the needle? Um, you kind of have to kind of cool with it or it's no? almost like they don't really know. No. Yeah. If you pinch the, yeah, you got top and do it real fast. They don't even know. Yeah, you pinch the needle and you kind of do, do the thing really quick. Yeah. They don't really notice it, but I'm starting to get the feeling that she's starting to find out because yeah. I, I can't I imagine it maybe gets a little sore. Sore. I've mm-hmm. been trying to move it around that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, it works doing it while she's eating. How often, uh, do you have to inject her? Don't you do it twice a day? Two oh. units per injection. So basically her meals are twice a day. Yeah. You have to do it literally as she's eating or right after she eats. Wow. So now you have to, but we free feed our dogs um, mm-hmm. and the cat. We just have food out all the time and they just eat whenever they feel like it. Yeah. So I guess she wasn't like that before you fed her meals, actual meals, or was she a free eater? She was a free eater for a while. Okay. I, I did I did sometimes give her like a few treats, mm-hmm. but she's an old cat. Yeah. At some point you have to completely do away with the grain-free stuff. Yeah. I'm not the grain free, but but you have to go grain free, right? You, the, the, what the vet actually told me is that it's the gravy. It's that fucking gravy, Jen. The fucking It's the gravy. And that's the one thing that the cats love. They love the gravy. They love the gravy. Like they'll go up and they'll just lick the gravy and then they'll just go on their way. It didn't even matter that there's food there. You know, that's one thing we did with Zeppelin. We never gave him gravy. Um, or wet food because we didn't want him to. He had wet food as a kitten, obviously, before he had like big enough teeth. Um, but after that, no more, no gravy, no nothing. So he just eats Maine Coon food and that's it. You got to cut out the gravy yep. and you got to go grain free and basically just all proteins, yeah. you know? And so, I mean, she's, it, it, it's a little change. Some cats are really picky about food, but she just likes food. So yeah. it's been cool. Um, but She's, I would say now that we've really, really been strict on her diet and that she's like 110% now. Wow. It's like she's a completely different cat. Wow. It's like she's just So maybe she had been suffering for a while and you didn't really know. She was probably having dips in her blood sugar and didn't really know what was happening. Exactly. I thought that she was just getting older. Getting older. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know. So how how old did they say she is? She's 15. Oh, wow. So that would make yeah. her around 74, 75. Yeah, that's about right? the time. So she's the, she's a little miss now. Yeah, she's she's an old miss she's now. A, she's an old miss now. Yeah, yeah. so Aww. that now she's like jumping off of counters, uh, jumping oh, okay. on the tables. Okay. And she, she ate a little piece of my Monstera plant, Jen. Oh, no. Oh, no. Monstera plant. I've been really getting into those cheese, uh, Swiss, Swiss cheese, cheese plants. plants. <laughs> and I, there is this one plant that I have in the kitchen that's like right under the light. And uh-huh. I'm just like, I, I love it's like my prized possession. Yeah. And she, I walked over into the kitchen today and she just helped herself to some of the plant. Yeah. I don't know why they like plants. They love to fucking eat plants. So it drives me nuts. It's good for their digestion. Is that what it is? Yeah. You know, I have a, a big Monstera downstairs and I was repotting it and um, one of the big stalks, like the big main stalk, broke in half while I was repotting it. I was like, what? no. Well, yeah. They're the pretty resilient plants, so we just repot it. And yeah, be fine. I did. I just repotted it. I was like, please, please grow back, grow roots. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. She, she, t- she totally ate it. And uh, I, I had battled with myself because mm-hmm. of what she just went through. Yeah. And then also because this is a plant that I love. Yeah. You're I was just like, like ah, you know, it's fine. It's I'm fine. Glad you're alive. It's fine. Yeah. Have at it. And at least she's back to her old self and kind of being mischievous and fucking shit up. That's how you know. Exactly. Everything's all good. Yeah. All good. It's all good. Do you ever have uh, any of those situations with Sancho? Yeah. You know, uh, 
the vet told me that Sancho had cancer because um, he had a tumor underneath his tongue. And it's pretty common for dogs to get, um, and Pomeranians specifically, to get a tumor in that location. Yeah. Um, so they're like, oh, you got to take him to a surgeon. So I took him to the surgeon. They're like, yeah, it's cancer. The only way to treat it is to remove their bottom jaw. I was like, remove what? their bottom jaw. Did you tell me like, to remove your bottom yeah, jaw? Yeah, I was like, Doctor. I'm not doing that. I was like, he's at the time he was 13. I was like, he's 13 years old. I'm not going to take his bottom jaw off. Yeah. I was like, then how how is he going to eat? And he was like, oh, well, you'll have to two feed him. I was like, I'm not doing that shit. Like he's no. Yeah, he can't can go do on that. hospice. Can't do that so, to Sanch. Yeah, so I took I took Sancho home. I was like, buddy, I'm not taking your jaw off. We're gonna make this work, you know. Right. And I just laid in my bed for the first couple of days with him and just cried and was just loving yeah. him. And I was like, no, please don't die. Yeah. And um, I put him on full hospice. Whatever I ate, he ate. If he wanted, if I was eating steak, he had some steak. If I, you know, whatever. Yeah, you so, want to make your pet happy. Yeah ice cream fuck it fuck it you want some ice cream sure yeah so i just gave him whatever he wanted yeah. and i'll be damned if that tumor didn't just go away <laughs> it did it did see it just went away it's like that energy that happiness inside just yeah. sort of like went at and he's 17 now so you know and i was yeah. like yeah you motherfuckers told me to take his bottom jaw yeah. off imagine if i did that yeah he's like you know? that hispanic uncle that like whenever you're sick he gives you all these like really weird holistic sort of remedies it's just <laughs> totally. like yeah you know what? if you got a cold knock that shit out with a bottle of whiskey yeah you know yeah he's one of those people like he's smoking until he's like 100 years old has a beer every night that's Sanch. yeah but the dog equivalent to that oh he totally is he totally is he's the best i i don't even we were talking about it tonight because he's kind of hobbling around he has a tumor on his spine now yeah. so he's like not walking very well and he keeps lifting his right foot up and anyway so um because he's not doing well i got kind of in went down the rabbit hole of psychic communicators that communicate with animals and oh, eventually yeah. i want to get one on the show because i just thought this was so interesting but um it was they had a lot of really interesting things to say about about your pet um and how in their process of dying so i thought this was really interesting but when they die they have um they have a chakra system just like us so their their soul solely leaves their body and they plan their death so these animals actually plan out their death because they are here to teach us right and to help us evolve our soul's purpose yeah. so even down to the time that they die is a lesson for us there's yeah. some kind of lesson in that so um they choose their own death and kind of plan it out even if it's even if it's something tragic like getting hit by a car or something like that it's because there's a lesson in that that you need to learn mm -hmm. because animals have already mastered unconditional love it's the humans that haven't yeah. right so um so anyway uh this woman what was her name uh danielle mckinnon so she is an animal communicator. I found her online and she was saying um, that she was communicating with the, with the dog and um, he was in his process of dying mm. and they actually do it kind of slowly. So their, um, their soul leaves out of their root chakra, which is at the, at the end of their body, like by their tail, yeah, not out like by your ass, by their ass. Yeah. yeah. But they don't shit their soul out. Like that's not what's <laughs> happening, but you know, it goes out of the root chakra, yeah. but she said she was communicating with the dog and um, his, um, his whole body was like dark, except his head was kind of like clear and there was like nothing really in it and she kept asking the dog like i don't really understand what does this mean but she could see the energy um around the root chakra and it was like beautiful you know sparkling energy yeah and she was like i don't really understand what's happening so um so the dog told her hey you know tell my owner that i want to go um pass away in this field with her 
So the owner took him out to the field. By the time they got there, he was he died. Yeah. Um, but he was already in his process of dying. That's why his his um, the his head was clear because it the soul like slowly leaves, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, hmm. So yeah. if you have a dog that maybe or a cat that maybe is starting to get confused or you know acting different, um, that's a, could be a sign that they're ready to pass on. Yeah, it makes sense what you're saying because um, all the animals that I've seen and I've I've been alive for a long time and also seen a lot of animals pass, they don't really seem to be too concerned Mm-mm. with going. Mm-mm. You know. Like, and yeah. in, in especially cats, like yeah. cats, they just sort of like hang out there and they're ready to go. It's like they've made up their mind and they've came and done what it is that they need to do. And I remember this one particular moment when I was with Binks um, last week on the bed and I was looking into her eyes and I, I knew that she knew how I was feeling. Like she knew, she knew what I was thinking. Yeah. And I was like talking to my cat. I was yeah. just like, Hey, what are you doing? Like, you can't go yeah. now. Not, like we're, yeah, we're, we're buds. Like right. not yet. Like this entire time because i didn't know how old she was yeah i thought she was young and that i was looking after her yeah but when i found out that she was older after she came back from the vet i realized that like she was an older cat and she's been looking after me and when we were um by the bed and i was looking to her eyes i just was telling her like come on we can't we, we we got some work to do still yeah right and she looked at me and i honestly i believe that she pushed and she probably had that conversation with God uh-huh. and said like, hey, hey, I need to stay here. A little bit longer. You know, yeah. like look at all the, everything that this person is learning from this experience mm-hmm. and we can get a little, there's a little bit more juice in here. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And so she woke up the next morning, she took a little nap and she just was ready to go. And it was like, you know, God gave her a second chance for me, yeah. but also for herself as well. Yeah. That's what they say that, you know, uh, the animals are, they choose whenever they want to die. Like it's their choice to then leave the earth. Kind of like the Lemurians, how they made their yeah. um, their decision that their time here was done and they, you know, mastered whatever they needed to master and it was time to move on. Yeah. Um, so animals are, are the same way. So if you have an animal that dies young, it's because they were, they felt like they accomplished everything that they need to teach you. So, yeah. um, so they, uh, so this woman, um, this, uh, what was her name? Danielle McKinnon woman. Um, yeah. She said that the way that they teach us are um, three different ways. So either by mirroring our behavior, modeling behavior, or inspiring us. So, you know, mirroring, I think beings very much mirrors you, right? Like yeah. you guys have the same personality. Yeah. So um, I think that that's pretty cool how she, how she does that. But um, also for people like, I, I thought this was pretty cool. Like people who have a lot of anxiety and, or maybe like a little high strung, they may get an animal that is opposite of them that's like really laid back and really chill um, and really calming to help like balance their energy yeah. um, to model the behavior that they should be the that they should be exhibiting right, right. or um, and then the last way by inspiring so to teach you you know like and and that was Sancho for me like Sancho inspired me to because I never loved uh, an animal or really even a human as much as I like love him. You yeah. know, he was like my first love yeah. and, um, becoming so attached to this animal. Like I, I never thought that I would be capable of that kind of emotion, Right. you know? So, um, the inspiration that I received from just having him in my life has been incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And animals definitely teach us a lot. Like being like cats are huge meditators. They are. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I've had so many situations with my cat where I was just, uh, you know, having maybe a rough day or a hard week and your cat is just always at this sort of baseline level of peace and tranquility. Mm-hmm. And I, always look at my cat as like the perfect 
perfect living example of what it means to just be completely present mm-hmm. and to be completely aware of your surroundings. And, you know, there have been actually a couple times in the past, and I'll go ahead and share this, where I've just sat in lotus pose right in front of my cat and he was, and she was the teacher. Yeah. She was the meditation teacher. Yeah. Because they sit there and actually they did some science on this. Their cats definitely do meditate. They just sit there with their eyes closed. Uh-huh. They're not sleeping. Oh, no. It's just their eyes are closed. Wonder what they're doing. They're meditating. Yeah. You know? You know, it's really funny. Um, Django, he's our like spirit dog. He's mm-hmm. the one that sees sees ghosts. And, you know, I'm always having to like cleanse him and get spirits off of him because they're really attached to him. And um, he will get in my lap every morning when I meditate. He knows it's time, you know, and I'll, I'll get up and I'll get in my pose and he'll come and hop in my lap. And he just lays down and lays there with me every morning. Yeah. So, you yeah. Know, you don't think that they noticed about cats? Animal, I mean, dogs are probably like this too, but people uh, sometimes say, you know, like that, cat, that dogs and cats, they don't really have the, the clear sentience that maybe something like a dolphin or an octopus would have, mm-hmm. that they just sort of like respond to whatever their environment is. But mm-hmm. I, I don't believe that. I feel like no. animals, especially dogs and cats, form a relationship. They make a choice. Mm-hmm. They choose uh, to have you in their life. And this is how it came into perspective for me. It's like your cat, my cat, for example, they're super chill when they're around you. Mm-hmm. They're always nice. They're cuddled, really cuddly with you. And they'll do all the doing things with you. Mm-hmm. But the second you open that door and it sees life outside and it locks in on a bird. Oh, forget it. It locks in on a squirrel. Oh my gosh. Like you think your cat is domesticated. Yeah. You think your cat is the sweetest little pussy cat that walks around around your feet while you're walking through your house. That cat will go from zero to 100 in like an instant. Yeah. And he will go and he will destroy that cat, that, that bird yeah. and bring it back. It's like that instinct, it's in there still. Yeah. Regardless of how much it loves you, that part is still in there. So that to me points to animals make a decision and a choice to yeah. be nice to you. Oh, for sure. And to develop that relationship with you. Like Siegfried and Roy, when that, um, when that tiger uh, bit one of them, I forget which one he bit, their yeah. tiger that they worked with in the shows, like every you know what three nights a week or whatever yeah and uh i think it was dave Chappelle that had maybe it was dave Chappelle. i can't remember um and he was like i don't understand why everybody's mad at the tiger the tiger just went tiger yeah. <laughs> you know and it's like yeah exactly yeah. you know like that's not what they're supposed to be doing yeah it's like what do you expect yeah you know like that doing that three nights a week just i mean mm-hmm. i'm sure that they mistreated them too oh i'm sure you know i'm sure i'm sure that they weren't uh, yeah yeah. We won't even get into that, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's really interesting though. But it's interesting how animals, um, so uh, another thing that I read is that you have a soul contract with your animal. So prior to incarnating on this earth, like you also make a soul contract with these animals. They don't know what it is and you don't know what it is. You just like, hey, yeah, we're going to work together. Yeah. So every animal that comes into your life um, is predetermined, like they've already chosen you. Yeah. So And it makes sense, right? Yeah. Like the relationship that you have with Sanch, I see the way that the dogs are around you and the, the, the cat is with me. It's just so special, so unique and yeah. it's, it's so unique that you can't really explain it to other people because it's just like a deep intrinsic sort of understanding that you share with that animal when you're with them yeah and you experience a certain level of them that nobody else gets to experience yeah exactly you know? exactly like you 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 get to know them by their behavior and you know that they know that you know that they know that you know <laughs> what's going on 100 like they totally mirror you they know what's going on yeah they totally know what's going on and they they hear you they can understand you 
um, uh, even though they don't speak like the same language per se, I mean, they totally feed off your emotions and they're, yeah. uh, animals are psychic. They have that psychic energy. So even if you're not psychic, there is still a way for you to receive messages from your pet even after they pass. Yeah. So um, it's kind of like, it's similar to how you would receive messages from a human that has passed in your life. Like, so yeah. um, in a mediumship type way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, which I thought was really cool. So um, animals will also give you signs like like your departed loved ones um, that are human, you know, will give you signs. So um, the there's a few different ways that they do it. This also came from Daniel uh, McKinnon's um, uh, YouTube page. So um, they'll communicate through names. So uh, for Binks is a pretty unique name, right? Yeah, she knows she knows that her name is Binks. Right, she knows that's her name, and when you call her name, she comes. So if she were to pass, you would hear that name. You would read it at the grocery store on a packaging of something, or you would be watching TV and somebody would say that name. Um, and so they'll communicate through names after they've passed. So yeah. that's them like sending you a message of comfort or whatever. Yeah. Um, or smells. So um, they can, I mean, dogs are kind of notorious for having like dog smells. Like they all kind of have their own own odor, their yeah, own the, scent. The doge smell. Yeah. Like that wet dog, like, yeah. Ugh smell yeah. you know mm -hmm. like sancho has his breath because he's so old oh, yeah. um and he has some rotten teeth and things and some plaque yeah. um so he has like major morning breath i mean mm. but 24 7 it's so it's so bad yeah um so after they pass like you'll just get like a whiff of them you know of their of their scent of maybe their bad breath or maybe the way their poop smells you mm. know like something or maybe like even the a spray or wash that you used to use to wash them like you may even get a scent of that or um just kind of randomly thinking about you so they can drop things into your knowing just like your spirit guides can drop things into your knowing yeah. you know how sometimes you just know something right you're like well where'd that come from you yeah. know um so your animals after they pass are able to do that as well so they say you're um i don't know doing yard work and you're just not even thinking about them they've passed moved on you're kind of moved on with your life and then all of a sudden you'll have like a vision of them yeah in your third eye or whatever mm -hmm. or you know some kind of like emotion about them and that's them actually dropping that into your knowing to yeah. like be like hey what's up miss you love oh, you oh yeah yeah and i know like pet owners that like did their animals have passed and they tell they it, more than one person so like it still feels like they're there with yeah. me mm -hmm. i remember reading this story um a while back about uh, this cat that worked at this what would she the cat didn't work but they he she occupied this hospice facility oh yeah right yeah. and there was this cat i remember reading an article about it where i remember this this cat yeah. would go to to the rooms of these people that were about to pass away mm -hmm. but the cat would only do it to two people that were about to pass away like, it's like same day yeah the same day next day type stuff yeah, yeah it's like the cat knew when it was their time and would go comfort them and get on their bed and exactly. it was like a grim reaper cat <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah yeah so they're very mystical animals and I, I think that they see a lot of stuff also that we don't see of the unseen realms yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely so this is something cool if you're really grieving the loss of your pet um you can actually ask them to come to you in a dream so oh, yeah. just like humans yeah mm -hmm. it, the exact same thing um and it may take a couple of nights but just ask them to come to you in a dream and then you can visit them in the dream world oh that's awesome is, yeah which is really cool and um if this helps provide any comfort, this was probably the coolest thing that I read all day. 
um, is that when your pet crosses over, they actually have a hand in choosing your next pet. So, uh-huh. yeah. So they, uh, they help orchestrate the next pet that is coming into your life. So by you getting a subsequent animal, you're actually not betraying your animal that has passed away, right? Um, yeah. Because they help choose that animal to comfort you. Yeah. Which I thought was really awesome. I was yeah. like, oh, I hope that that's really true. Yeah. Right? You're going <laughs> to so, get like some hairless cat. You know, I wanted a hairless cat, but, uh, and uh, Austin, Austin and Carly have a hairless cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's awesome. I mean. I wonder if they get cold. Bardia, they do. You, they do, right? Yeah. They need to be um, in warm places and have warm blankets to snuggle in and they wear sweaters and stuff because they do get cold. Um, but because they don't have hair, they're not able to clear like the oils yeah. off of their skin. So they get like really oily and yeah. they can actually stain your furniture and stuff from the oils from their skin. And it leaves oh. like brown marks. So they need like regular baths and things they like that. They need baths. Yeah. And um, you have to clean their ears out because they don't have hairs in their ears to like clear their earwax. Yeah. Um, and they have something going on with their digestion that makes their, their poop smell like the gnarliest thing you've ever smelled in your life. Like oh, it smells it's already terrible. gnarly too. Yeah, yeah. It's already cat. Cat is the worst. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is. Oh, speaking of, um, cat tip, uh, there is a litter called pretty litter mm. and, um, it's, it's a little bit more expensive. I think I just saw an ad on that Yeah, actually today. It's crystals, but because Binks, um, is diabetic, um, it will change colors if there's problems with her blood sugar. Oh, like a protein or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and it'll change it. Like, um, I think the colors are like blue and green and pink. Yeah. So, well, my, like different colors mean different things. Yeah. Well, my goal is to get her into remission. Which, according to the vet, said it's very possible. Oh, awesome! As long as I just adjust her diet. Yeah. So I'm hoping that, like, after in two weeks when I have to bring her back, that she'll go into remission and they'll be like, oh yeah, somehow she, with her magical powers, isn't diabetic anymore. Oh, that'd be awesome! You know? And considering how she's doing now, uh, it doesn't seem too far off. I feel like she's on the right track. Are you doing Reiki on her? Doing yes, I did Reiki on her. Uh, actually, I did some like a really, really deep session of Reiki the night that she was really sick. Yeah. And um, hopefully that helped. But I have. Aww. I've been given a Reiki. But speaking of plants, Jen. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so I have uh, some succulents in my porch. Okay. Some succulents in my porch. And you know succulents, they don't require a whole lot of water. No. To just sort of hang out. They do. Yeah. And grow. And just grow. Mm-hmm. But something is digging up my gosh dang succulents. I it's not It's not succulents. It's actually just one. There's one specific succulent that keeps being dug up. And it's crazy because it's surrounded by other succulents. But for whatever reason, this one continues to get dug up. And I don't know what it was. So what I did is I got a ring cam, not just for that, but for other things as well. Yeah. So I got a ring cam, set it up by the door. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, if it's like a critter, then I'll catch it. I started looking it up. Blue jays are are pretty infamous for digging up shit. Mm -hmm. Crows, squirrels. We get a lot of squirrels in our area too. Yeah. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to find who this little guy is and um so i set up my ring camera to ultra sensitivity mm-hmm. so it picks up everything yeah walked out the other day and i look and my succulent is dug up again there's no evidence of anything on my ring camera to pick it up really nothing so huh. i this isn't the first time it was actually the second time with my ring camera that it's been dug up but my ring camera doesn't pick it up so your ring, ring camera's not picking up the motion, so it's not recording? 
No, no, it's it's not picking up the motion. It's in the range of motion. Uh -huh. So if there's something that walking up to the plants, it should pick it up. Picks up yeah. everything else. Uh-huh. Whatever reason it's not picking that up though. Interesting. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a haunted plant. You know, maybe. Um I I've had some really good experience with picking up, you know, ghost on my ring camera cuz actually yeah. Yeah. I've, I've seen sent it. you some videos. I've seen you know? it. That shit's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, the amount of activity I picked up on my ring camera. So I'm lot. really surprised that it didn't that it didn't activate. Yeah. Mm. Jen Jen showed me ring camera footage a while back of like while you guys were on vacation, you guys mm -hmm. were um, in RVs camping and ring camera picked up the dogs chasing these orbs around the house. Yeah. Like barking at them. Yeah. The dogs and, and they were noticeably scared too. There was like, they were all over. I mean, just all over the place and zooming around, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it's interesting because when we had, well, I guess there is one time that we had some some paranormal activity and it didn't pick it up. Um, remember when our backyard flooded, something oh, yeah. turned on the water in that. our in our outdoor kitchen and it flooded our backyard. Um, I went back and looked at the ring cameras and there was no critters, no animals, no nothing um, that turned it on. So... Maybe. Yeah, that's what Maybe. I'm thinking. I mean, I, I don't know why that would happen. I've never had as long as I've lived in the place that I've lived in, which is probably over three or five years. And I've never had any activity like that. So there's a part of me that thinks, okay, maybe it's something attached to the plant. So go online, look, and it's I mean, pretty uncommon. You don't really see a whole much about it, but there's this one story that I pulled up online that I thought was really interesting about um, this, uh, what is this? Dr. Best House and Medical Museum in Middleborough, New York. So mm -hmm. this is house that apparently is like really, really haunted for whatever reason, because uh, they used to treat patients in this home. Okay. And this was like back in, I imagine, like the Dust Bowl era. So they didn't have hospitals readily available. So they had people coming into this house to be treated. Okay. And it's called the Best Dr. Best House. And they- Ooh, this is a beautiful house. It's creepy, Jen. It's got, wow. It kind of has like a creepy vibe to oh, it. Oh yeah. All that old apothecary- Exactly. Kind of type stuff. Yeah, in it just has like ghosts all over it. Anyways, they made this deal. I looked up this article. This deal with this uh, company called Handy, who does this cleaning service. Uh huh. Um, they, it's like an app that you can download, and they do this like promotion thing during Halloween where people can get their houses cleaned, but they could also um, opt to get a plant, a haunted plant called a crisp plant, delivered to their house. A haunted plant. Yeah. And so what would be the purpose of having a haunted plant delivered to your house? I don't know. I guess it's those like the same people that will pay $300 to do like a camping trip uh, that's themed around horror. You know, like those people that just want to test the boundaries of their own fear. Okay. Okay. Because, I get that. Um, yeah, they send you this plant. I mean, it looks, it looks fucking haunted as shit, this, <laughs> this plant. And I never actually said or thought that a plant looked haunted. But um, people have gotten it there's actually pictures that i'm looking at right now and i honestly don't know that there's been any activity around these plants i think it's a novelty to be honest with you yeah you know i, I don't know who would pay money to have a haunted plant delivered to their home you know okay so i definitely wouldn't i've paid money to get rid of hauntings not to bring hauntings to me yeah <laughs> I mean, they even like they coined it off as like, oh yeah, buy it, buy it for your significant other as a, a gift. It's like, no, well, you yeah. buy it. You buy it for your significant other. See what happens. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nothing says I love you like a haunted plant. It's I like, mean, hey, babe. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, hey, babe, check out my haunted plant that I got you. You, you know, I love you, right? 
you know, I'd do anything for you. She'd be like, get the fuck out of here with yeah. that shit. Yeah, no, no way. You can take that not. outside. Anyway, so I don't know who's digging up my succulents. So this is this is interesting. This is a little bit different. Um, well, I have two stories. The first story is when I had all that paranormal stuff happening in the house, um, uh, something did break one of my succulents, broke it right in half. And I had it tied to a stick to keep it like erect and standing up. It was one of those, I don't know the type of cactus it is, but it's like the tall skinny ones. Yeah. Um, so I had a stick in there that had it tied to it so it wouldn't fall over and break. Um, but something literally just broke it in half. Really? Um, yeah. I think I remember you telling me yeah, that. Yeah, but it was, it was by a, your gong. Yeah, it was by the gong. So I thought maybe like the sound of the gong, like, I don't know, made it weak in the middle. I don't know. Just or like the, the sound, the vibration of the gong just yeah. was so intense. It just like it just was like, because it was right there. But I, I want to say it was the gong, but at the same time, that was such like a clear slice. It was, and it was, you know, it it was a really thick. I mean, it would be hard to break that off. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be an easy thing to do. So yeah. I thought that that was super super bizarre that that happened. Yeah. Um. But uh, aside from plants, I did have something dig itself up that was really scary. So in my old house in Houston, that house was legit haunted. I mean, yeah. probably the most haunted house I've lived in, like even more so than this house was. Um, and I, it was so bad that I had to move. So I moved and I rented my house to uh, some other people. Yeah. And um, the, the guy was Nigerian. And they immediately started having problems. So he brought his mom from Nigeria to help like get rid of the spirits. And she did a pretty good job. I mean, after they moved out and I moved back in, I mean, the activity used to be at a 10 and it was at like a four, yeah. you know, whenever I moved back. Um, so I couldn't sell this house. And I had the nicest, largest house on the block, completely remodeled. There was no reason in the world why this house would not sell, right? And I had it priced super cheap. And um, nobody wanted it. I mean, just yeah. the vibe in it was way off, though. I mean, yeah. you could feel like something wasn't right there, you know? Even yeah. even though it was beautiful, like you would never, yeah. Yeah. I, I get it, I get it, right? So I got, I'm not Catholic, but I have a Catholic family, so... My grandma was like, oh, you need to get um, get the statue and bury it in your yard. And you bury it upside down by the um, for sale sign. And um, whenever you sell your house, you dig it back up. And then you take the statue and you put it in your next house to say thank you to this saint for selling your house. Right, right. I can't remember what saint it is. Um, saint Germain? <laughs> no, it was like Saint, saint Santa Claus? Uh, saint, um, I don't know. I'll have saint to look Nick? it up. But the saint that the saint that sells your house for all you Catholic people There's out there, you know what it is. That yeah. sells your house. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Saint that sells your house. I'm gonna. <laughs> oh, I put horse. He's a, he's a realtor. Um, Saint Joseph. Saint, saint Joseph. Saint Joseph. Yeah, Saint Joseph apparently is a realtor oh, <laughs> as well <damn>. as <laughs> all the other shit he He'll does. Get you cash for your house. Yeah. So I buried this statue, right? And um, I went to bed. I woke up the next day. And the statue dug itself up. <laughs> oh, see, that's what I'm saying. It was sitting on top of the dirt. And I'm like, okay. Like, clearly this wasn't an animal. This isn't a plant or something that they would want to eat or whatever. And I'm like, maybe it was a kid. You know, maybe some kid saw me out here in my front yard like a crazy person bearing a statue. You know, I mean, it was yeah. only like four inches. It wasn't huge. But yeah. so I went back out there and I reburied him. 
and then he dug himself back up again. And you do some cra- crazy witchy shit. So they probably thought you were like the crazy witch woman of like a hundred percent. They thought I was like right? devil they're, worshiping like they, crazy lady. Yeah. Halloween. They just skip right past your house. Yeah. They're, they're like, like yeah, oh, you don't, don't go, go there. there. Yeah. You don't want to go there, even though you probably give the best candy. Oh, I do give the best candy. I imagine that you How do. How do you know? I don't I know. Do. I'm not a shyster when it comes to candy. I get the full. <laughs> I get the full size candy get bars. The full size. I do. Yeah. Oh man. See, but once I'm out, I'm out. out. That's the thing. You got to come early. Man, there was like stories back when I was a kid because I grew up Jehovah's Witness, and a lot of the craziest stories that they come up with is like, oh yeah, you can't trust the candy. Going trick or treating. They're just giving you reasons not to do it. Yeah. There was there's like razor rumor, blades in them. There's that, needles in them. Yeah. There's rumor that like, went around that said that like witches the witches give the candy and they poison them so that when they give the kids, they poison the kids. Get out of here. Come like, on. Well, come on. When you're a kid though, you're just like, what? I don't what? want that. I don't want that at all. Yeah. Well, I don't want to go trick or treating. You yeah. get older and you realize it's just a big cock, bunch of cockadoki. <laughs> That's total. That, that is cockadoki. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, what would you do if you like you were like just hanging out in like your, your house and like you were in like the, the restroom doing your hair and you just saw like the little, leaf of a plant kind of rising up behind you oh my god there, there were so <laughs> many things that happened in that house that were just like totally crazy um there's nothing menacing about a plant like i wouldn't get afraid if a plant was haunted or if like a plant did a whole sort of like little shop on the horrors thing when he just started dancing in front of me like plants and he I starts talking feed me you see more exactly like plants i feel like are intrinsically good yeah. You know, there's like videos that you can find on YouTube where like people have connected literally like electrodes to these plants and through as in through like a MIDI controller mm-hmm. and and through like a, an equalizer and you could actually hear a frequency that plants make. Have you seen that shit? I think No. You, they That's make the cool. most beautiful music, Jen. Really? The most beautiful music. Let me see if I can pull it up. But oh my god, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to find that. Plants I didn't know that. Plants make their own music. Interesting plants so do they uh, do different plants make different music or do they all kind of sound the same you know what though like being somebody that listens to like new age music um it it sounds exactly like new age music really yeah Hmm. making music with plants sound builders um let me see if i can pull this up because it's actually really really cool it was a video that i saw um let's see plants make beautiful beautiful music Let's see if i can get like a little sample here of the music of the plants now well, these are just people that made music for plants like connecting plants it's pretty cool i mean i i would have never thought i mean it kind of makes sense though because planets have sound right like and exactly and the gongs are tuned mm-hmm. to the frequent like the planetary gongs are tuned to the frequency of those planets exactly so i guess it makes sense that uh, most living things would also have some type of sound exactly yeah so like like the sun is tuned i mean the sun gongs tuned to the older properties of play you can actually go on online and find the nasa feeds of the planets mm-hmm. the sun has a certain frequency mercury mars they all do mm-hmm. and they all create like these there are some planets that sound a little bit more dark and ominous Mm -hmm. but you're right they do they do produce a sound and i heard this i heard it the other day i may not be able to find it here but if i do find it on the next podcast i'll show you but woman record sound of some flowers in her garden here it is here it is oh
wow, they sound like wind chimes. Wow. So if I can go up a little bit more. That's incredible. I feel like there's a couple more. So, and do most plants make that sound or is it sunflowers specifically? No, I don't know. I've heard a few um, plants uh, videos that do this sort of vibe. Sunflowers like are pretty thing. cool though. They have like full sacred geometry in the middle of their, in the middle of the flower, right? You know, the brown part. Here it is. Here's more. Here's more. These are plants. So the Sounds plant is making the like the, 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 the background con, the consistent sort of and then yeah and then that's somebody playing. playing over yeah it. wow they, that they connect, is cool yeah they connect these electrodes to it so it's How like you know they, 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 plants can never be haunted to me i think it's just people I think it's people that yeah. do that yeah that are attached to the plant for whatever reason we had uh, that's what um uh our last home healer said that uh we had a couple of spirits that were hanging out in our backyard mm -hmm. um, because they couldn't come in anymore because I was like blocking their energy from coming into the house yeah. and I was playing the gong a lot. So they were just hanging out in our backyard. Yeah. Um, and that's whenever they started, you know, just like playing with stuff in the backyard, turning the water on and breaking my plants and that kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. You know what I noticed, interesting. especially during COVID and I don't know if it was something, it was obviously something that happened with me is that just it ignited sort of my love for plants Oh yeah! And I noticed a lot of people um, in like Gem Goddess. You know, oh, she's yeah. a friend oh, she of ours, ton, and yeah. she has a ton of plants. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really inspiring if you go on Gem Goddess's uh, profile. Like, she's got plants all over the place. She's always buying more. And me and her, we joke all the time because we have we share like an ongoing conversation about plants. And she's just looking to create an entire forest in her home. She has the most beautiful plants too, like monsteras. And we talk about you know how to propagate and that's something that i've actually started doing mm -hmm. as a result of kind of quarantine as i started propagating plants yeah and buying more plants for my home yeah you know you have plants right oh god have you have you walked around have you seen this place I have yeah. plants everywhere yeah um yeah my mom had uh probably the greenest thumb like next to nancy probably the second person that i've met in my life that could literally grow anything my mom would find something that looked like a dead stick and yeah. she's like, oh no, I can, I can bring this back to life. And yeah. in five years, it would be a giant ass tree. I'm like, how did yeah. she do that? Yeah. I mean, she just had a way with plants. Yeah. There's just like some connection. It's like we were talking about earlier about this, this, this uh, relationship that we have with animals mm -hmm. and plants are no different. You know, yeah. there's this, it really taught me a lot caring for these plants because they require their own very particular type of attention. Mm -hmm. And it's a very, I look at it like a meditative practice because you can't overwater them. You have to give them just the right amount of water, just yeah. the right amount of light, depending on what type of plant that they are. Yeah. And it takes them getting used to it. But once you get a flow for it, it stops becoming more of like a, a list of things you need to do. You start recognizing it as like a living, breathing thing, which I've always done. Yeah. But it really puts it into perspective. Like once you start caring for these animals, you start noticing like they require their own set of things. 100%. I have, I have a plant right now and it has root rot. And, um, you know, how the tips 
of the plants like turn brown. Oh yeah, when you um, pour water on the roots. Yeah, and it's it, the problem is uh, I put it in a pot that it didn't have a drain hole, so yeah. it wasn't draining, and right. and this plant got root rot. And I'm trying to save him, and I don't want to I don't want to put him in in the compost pile. You know, I'm like yeah. God, it just like breaks my heart. Like yeah. I'm throwing one of my kids in the trash. Exactly, you know? that's like it's a like, thing. Uh, yeah. It's like a thing. I, and I thought about too, it's just like this uh, human's intrinsic connection to wanting to nurture and care for things. That's how we know like at the deepest core, like human beings are good yeah. when they're not being overshadowed by their own sort of egoic patterns and negative thinking. Mm-hmm. You put a plant in front of somebody, there's going to be some compulsion in them to want to take care of it in some way. Mm-hmm. If somebody gives somebody a plant, I mean, there are people that are just not good at it, just like people that aren't good at cooking, but if they mm-hmm. spend enough time I think people acknowledge it. There's a deeper side of each of us that acknowledges plants at a deeper level and uh, see them as like living, breathing things. And they can teach us a lot. But I'm starting to notice a lot of people during COVID um, getting into plants. My brother-in-law actually started a plant business called PLNT, which is just plant. Oh, selling cool. Them at, yeah, he started selling them at coffee shops. Oh, I love that. And he said like people are buying them up. Oh yeah, they are. You know, actually that's really interesting that you say that. There's a coffee shop um, down here in Newport called Kit Coffee and they sell plants in there. Yeah. So they have plants all over, like right when you walk in and to get your order and you can like purchase plants, but they're way over. Oh, I guess I shouldn't say that. Um, they're. I mean, they could be. Just sometimes they're, they're yeah. those small and stairs. They're beautiful. They're, they're beautiful plants, but um, they're expensive. But a life, lifelong, like pathos, pathos plants, yeah. like mm-hmm. you, you could spend 50, I mean, they're, they're inexpensive, but you can spend 30, $40. And I, my brother-in-law, the guy that actually started the business uh-huh. was gifted uh, a pathos plant from his grandmother that she's had legit for like her entire life. Wow. And he has it in the house, in his house now. And it's like, it's one of those that hangs on the wall and it's just the vein, the the veins are just all reaching the ground, wow. and this plant has been around for like generations. That's insane. So How cool. You know, twenty, thirty bucks—it's a small price to pay for a whole lot of plant. Yeah, no, I'd I'd agree with that. I love plants. Yeah, plants are cool, and they're very therapeutic too. They are. You know? Like I think, especially now, because people are spending a lot more time at home. Yes. Surround yourself with plants; they can clean the air. Mm-hmm. And you get to watch them grow, and they definitely have their own personalities. They do. Just yeah. keep you. Just make sure they're not, you know, or get get your pl- get your cat its own plant. I mean, cats um, they consume the wheatgrass. Mm-hmm. There's grass that you can buy for them so that they don't destroy your your pathos and your monstera plants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we Zeppelin started messing with our plants, so I I got a water bottle. So now I squirt him every time he goes near them. Well, so now he's starting to back off a little. Well, just get him his own plants. It's good for their digestion to eat the plants. Yeah. And that's yeah. why they do it, you know? Yeah, I get it. Uh, he doesn't eat them. He just um, attacks them um, yeah. because they shake and whatever, and he, he thinks it's fun. He doesn't yeah. eat them, though, but he, he just mm. likes to jump on them. Yeah. You know, I had a, a really interesting thing happen in my mediumship class last week to do with a plant. Oh. Um, so my partner, um, uh, we trade off on reading each other. And then our teacher's there, and then he critiques, and because our teacher can, you know, obviously uh, experience what we're experiencing, right? So um, no one was coming forward for my partner that day, and I said, I, I was like, I don't know if it's me, but I don't feel anyone here, and I don't feel like anybody's coming forward. And my teacher's like, No, 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 you're right, nobody is coming forward. He was like, So you know, just work on your psychism, and um, uh, 
ask ask for something that happened to him today. Wait, when and you I say like, coming forward, does that mean like a volunteer coming to work with you, or like is there like an energy coming forward to, uh, to read? Yeah, an energy coming forward to read. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, he only knows a couple people who have who have crossed over. So um, there's not a lot of people to come forward for him. Like yeah. me, I know a ton of people. So there's always somebody coming through. Yeah. Um, so uh, nobody came forward for him that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, nobody wanted to talk to me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so my teacher said, oh, well, just uh, work on your psychism and ask for something that, you know, uh, happened to him today. And I was like, oh, this is so weird but i just got like an image of a plant i was like does that mean anything to you and he was like yes actually um i had um he was like i was just looking at this plant like an hour before we started and it has some like leaves that are dead and um i pulled it off the shelf and i was like oh no and um so we're on zoom right and he pulls this plant down and i was like that plant's not dying those are new leaves that are coming through it's not dead and he was like he was like oh this is my first plant like i didn't really know what i was doing yeah (laughs) it's like no no it's not dying that plant's healthy like you're good (laughs) yeah yeah. So if you, you know, you're online and you're on the dating apps like Tinder, like the, and one thing I noticed when it came to like dating, when you go on like profiles, a lot of women have those sort of like comments that say like, I will love your cat, your dog more than I love you sort yeah. of things as little sort of like quirky yeah. things. Um, if they don't have animals, typically it's kind of a red flag for a lot of people because it shows their ability to care for something. But yeah. if that fails, see if they got plants. Yeah. Actually, you know? that's a really good, Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, really so good tip like, for hey, selecting you, a mate. Yeah, they're like, you got dogs? Like, no, like cats, no. And you're like, what kind of person are you? Wait, wait, BTW, do you got plants? And they're like, oh, yeah, I got a bunch of plants. It's like, all right, okay. we're, we're still in the okay. game. Okay. We're still in the game. All right. I go out to dinner with you. You know, I uh, I dated a guy, and um, he hated animals. Really? And I was like, what? Like, Ugh. who hates animals? And um, that was a big red flag for me. Oh, huge red flag. Huge flags. red flag. But um, he was also raised Jehovah's Witness. And, mm-hmm. um, that's not like a Jehovah's witness thing to have animals in the house. No, it's not. Yeah. I don't think that really has a correlation. Yeah. I mean, I, they don't require that their animals be Jehovah's witnesses. It's just, <laughs> they're gone a lot more because they go to church like Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays for like three hours. So yeah. maybe the cats or the dogs or the animals feel a little bit more abandoned, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't know, um, what the correlation was with that, but anybody that doesn't like any animals, especially now, you know, that's definitely a red flag. Yeah. If you don't like animals or if you're rude to wait staff, I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. Co- don't call me again. <laughs> don't be rude to animals. Animals got your back. That's right. You know, there are our little, our little friends. They know us more than better than we know ourselves. You know, Amen. when you look at them and they're already looking at you. Yeah. You ever know that thing where you look at your animal, like you go to look and they're already looking at you yeah. and they're like, I know what you're doing. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing with this girl? Let's see what's going on here. What are you doing with this girl? Do you like this girl? You like this guy? Do you really like this guy? Come He's on. Like, what are we I doing? I don't like him. What are yeah. we doing? I could tell if Sancho didn't like somebody who was dating, so. Yeah? Yeah. Ah, that's another another episode. That is. The legacy of Sancho. We'll continue it going. We'll keep it going. Thank you guys for tuning in to Buy Nobody's Podcast. We are on also YouTube. If you guys are on one of the streaming apps uh, for Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you go into the details section of the podcast, there's a link there. Actually, it links you directly to our YouTube. You can watch the video versions of our podcasts. If you are more of a visual person, if you get some time, you want to take a look at what me and Jen look like. It's actually a lot of fun, especially when we have our guests on. So 
When you're on YouTube, like and subscribe to all the things. Uh, we'd love your feedback. Also, you can find us on Instagram, just like the lady at the beginning said. If you have any questions, let's let, let us know. Open ears. Yeah. Good, right? That's good. All right. Namaste, friends. Namaste. Namaste.